The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, and Elijah Herbel. You can find the show on the YouTube channel, Hale Varsity YouTube. Subscribe and like the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give that a follow. Hear us across the Hale Varsity Radio Network. We bring in the pride of Ord, Husker standout assistant at Pius, Andy Markowski, with us. You can find him on Twitter at, at uh, Markowski underscore Andy. Andy, you got the sleeves rolled up. You're getting a little tan here before uh, tip-off. Yeah, how, uh, how great is this? It looks like another uh, week of uh, fantastic. Uh, we are the uh, San Diego of the Big Ten for one more year, right? So it's, it's yes. proven out to be true. Yeah, until the uh, until Hollywood joins. Sure, let's keep that moniker going. I, I love the idea. But, no, we appreciate you giving us some time here before tip-off. We'll get to some high school thoughts and district action, Andy, here in a little bit. But I want to dive into – uh, the latest round of, of bubble talk. And how how are you feeling right now from what you've observed from the, the, the Nebraska men? We'll start with uh, the Nebraska men as, as we kind of go down the stretch here. Big one in Indiana tomorrow night. Uh, elimination game Sunday, it feels like, with Minnesota. But how do you think the team's playing right now? Yeah, I think, um, you know, they're still doing a lot of, of, of good things, right? The, the games that they've shot it well, um, they've been, you know, competitive uh, against some of the best teams in the country. You know, their rebounding has been a little, you know, a little hit and miss. But you know, I think since they've gotten Gary back and and went to um, a little bit of a of a bigger lineup where you know Lawrence is coming off the bench, I think that has has uh, solidified their their consistency rebounding. Um, you know, I, I still think turnovers and lack of point guard play. Has hurt them on times, but but Fred's doing a good job of you know conceptually running some things and and, and trying to use you know his versatility with Williams and Mast as, as primary ball handlers to to get them in the offense. So yeah, I, I think um, you know with with five to play, um, you know they put themselves in a in a good position and you know have a chance to to, to play themselves either you know in the tournament or, or certainly have time to play themselves out of the tournament too. Andy Markowski with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Andy, kind of a two-part question. First, how many road victories does Nebraska need to get into the tourney? Is it zero? Is it one? I mean, you only have a couple opportunities left. Secondly, that opportunity that you have tomorrow night with Indiana. They've lost three of their last four, and they've lost two of their last three home games. Is that the, the opportunity that you see for Nebraska to finally get their first road conference win? Yeah, I, I don't know what the the number is. Certainly, that's a metric that you know Nebraska would like to to shore up in terms of of not giving the committee a reason to to not put them in the field. Um, certainly, they've proven to be a, a better team at at home uh, than on the road. Um, the K State win is is starting to lose its luster a little bit as as, as they've really struggled here over the last month. And then you know maybe the Wisconsin win. Is not looking uh, like a top ten win either. So you know, there's some things that that, that weaken their resume. So you know, having a chance to win 
you know, at Indiana, which, you know, I think is kind of off the bubble, but it certainly could play themselves back back into bubble consideration. And then at Ohio State, which is in a little bit of flux. And then, you know, certainly a winnable game at Michigan with, with um, you know, them being in the basement of, of the conference. So, you know, you'd like to, to see them win one of the three. I, I think two of the three would, would, would bode well to, to get off that narrative that they can't win any games on the road. Andy, how do you think Nebraska, from from an eye test, from what you've been able to see, stack up to some of these other bubble teams? You, you look at Nebraska being in the Big Ten. A good story today in the Athletic here when it comes to strength of record, and that's a big consideration along with quad one wins by the committee uh, this season. You have Ole Miss and, and A&M and Cincy and Nebraska, Northwestern, Seton Hall, Nevada, they're a little bit more of an encouraging case based on their wins. Nebraska's got a couple of, of wins nobody else has and could have had the trifecta had they held on against Illinois. You flip it around, there's other bubble teams. I mean, you're all competing for that 10-11 seed spot or a play-in spot with Gonzaga and Indiana State, Wake Forest, Colorado. So as you go eye test for me here, how do you think Nebraska matches up to some of their peers on that last four in or first four out line. Yeah, and that's, you know, you just never know what the committee looks for. I, I You know, I, I do think we have talented players. I, I think, um, you know, we, we have guys that have performed at a high level. We've had multiple players lead us in, in scoring. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we're, we're old. We're, you know, 23 years old. So, you know, I think that transfers well in, in terms of the eye test putting – putting a Nebraska team in the tournament. You know, I, I think the biggest metric I look at, Chris, is sometimes you can accumulate 9, 10, 11 wins in the conference. Uh, it, it's not an even, um, you know, when we played in the Big 12, we played our division twice and then, you know, the other half once. And, you know, it was a consistent schedule at least. Um, we've done really well. If you look at our wins against the top half, right, you got to win against Michigan State and obviously Purdue and, and Wisconsin and Northwestern. We, we're not accumulating wins from the bottom of the league. So I, I think as you look at if six teams get into the, the conference tournament, we're going to have wins against a lot of those six teams from the Big Ten, which you know I, I think is an important factor as, as, as they make final decisions on the bubble. Andy Markowski with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska basketball, their bubble status and, and Andy as the season goes on with this team one of the things we talked about plenty has been the point guard situation at times it feels like the offense is in rhythm at times it feels like it's in desperate need of a point guard now I want to get your thoughts based on what we've seen over the past two or three weeks what is your concern level with the point guard as you kind of look, turn your attention towards postseason play how could that affect Nebraska in a, a Big Ten tournament or a potential NCAA tournament well it really comes down to to matchups, uh, you know, the teams that have been able to, to really pressure us full court. I mean, you look at Rutgers, they actually you know, kind of put a, a guard on Rink Mass when he was dribbling the ball at the court, and then they, they kind of switched later in the possession. Um, so the teams that, that, you know, have the ability to, to maybe extend and, and pressure have bothered us. Um, the teams that can't, we've been able to, to run good offense, and there's been teams that are pretty good defensively where we've only had three, four, five, you know, eight turnovers. There's been games that it's quite remarkable how little we turn the basketball over. So, you know, sometimes you attribute point guard play to, to turnovers and, you know, Nebraska has found a way to, to take care of it and, and, and get, you know, good possessions a, a lot of times against some of the better teams. The teams that have extended pressured us 
have bothered us more. And, you know, when it comes into the, the Big Ten, it, you know, depending on, you know, who you get as a seed and who you play, and then obviously the NCAA tournament comes down to, to all matchups. But, you know, the teams that tend to advance in March, you know, usually have the stronger guard play. And, you know, that's probably not a strength of, of Nebraska, which, you know, would be concerning on, on, on how long of a postseason run they could make in March. Andy, as we look at Indiana before we switch to women's basketball, you know, what's what's an advantage or something you think Nebraska can carry with them from the first meeting where Nebraska really just kind of put the accelerator down and, and blew out Indiana, a team that's as athletic and as talented as you get, but they've just not been able to put it together. Yeah, I, I think young defensive teams don't, Hurt us very well. I, I think there's some complexity to what we do. I think Walter and Tominaga put unique pressure on on teams with their ability to to spread defenses and make shots. Um, I thought Indiana really struggled, you know, guarding some of our actions. Uh, on the other hand, I, you know that that youth and athleticism I thought really bothered us at the rim. Uh, I think Ware had a had a big night. You know, certainly their their front line athleticism on the backboard uh, was something that that we didn't handle great, but. I, I think it's a you know it's a game that you know Indiana is struggling. I, I think their fan base is disgruntled. Um, you know, a young team can can tend to pack up uh, and 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 really struggle down the stretch. And you know, you hope you go in there and you know have, they they played well at Illinois, which you know I think is one of the harder places to play with a you know with a healthy Illinois team. So you know, it tells me they can go into Indiana with a chance to win. Eddie, going to switch gears, and uh, the run Nebraska basketball's been on the women uh, has been pretty nice. A tough one at Ohio State, but you get the the incredible comeback against Iowa. I know you're still smiling about that. And Alexis was fantastic at Purdue, seventy-seven sixty-five, the twenty uh, for twenty, <laughs> big uh, big showing. Uh, Shelly and Potts have been playing well. Uh, big one tonight against Northwestern. Yeah, the women, you know, there's been times that uh, there's been some inconsistency. You mentioned the Ohio State game, which, you know, I think stylistically that, that was, uh, you know, just a hard matchup for us with their full-court pressure coming off of, uh, of a huge win against Iowa. I don't know if, if, if the team, you know, probably reset and refocus, you know, like they need to. But, you know, they went and, and had a really good win at Purdue, which isn't a great team, but has, has beat most of the of the league at home. So I, I that was an important win. And, you know, they have three games left. I, I think they're solidly in the tournament right now with Northwestern Minnesota and out of Illinois to, to play. If they win out, they get the fourth seed. You know, the Big Ten's looking at potentially a seven, seven big lead. So they've, they've, they've done enough. Uh, I'd love to see them play themselves up to a, to a six. Uh, you know, a six plays an 11, then turns around and gets a three. Um, in women's basketball, I, I think there's a pretty good drop off from the ones and twos to the three. Um, you know, if you can stay away from that eight nine or seven ten, where you have to turn around and play a one or two on their home court, so it'd be great to go on a little run here and get to that six line, which you know, I, I think would would give you a, you know maybe a chance to advance past the first weekend into the Sweet Sixteen. But but just getting there after missing last year, I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm not counting my chickens. Uh, let's win tonight against Northwestern, and and uh, then win at home against Minnesota, and and then we'll worry about we'll worry about matchups once we get there. Eddie, are you worried about any uh, distraction with uh, some of the recent news? Yeah, that that happened two years ago. Um, certainly had an impact on that group. Um, you know, just having a, a daughter be a part of of that. Um, you know, th- this group. Um, didn't know Ashley, Alexis, the freshman class was the only class that 
um, you know, was, was, was here. Um, so I, I don't, um, you know, certainly, uh, the timing of it, you know, was, was, was questionable, but I, I think they have good leadership on the group. Um, and I, you know, I think they'll, they'll move on from it as, you know, like I said, two years ago in 18 to 22 year olds minds is, is, is a long time ago. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, unfortunate timing, but you know, I, I think tonight they'll be focused to, to you know, fully play and, and and win at home against Northwestern. Couple of keys tonight for for the women against Northwestern. Yeah, if, if you don't follow women's basketball, Northwestern plays kind of a funky matchup zone um, that you know, if you don't make perimeter jump shots, it, it, it can feel. You know, it's going to be a low, low possession game. It's hard to speed them up. Uh, you know, our offensive possessions will, will take a, a, a while to, to get a good shot. So, you know, we're going to be dependent on, on making jump shots. Um, you know, I think the inside pots and Alexis have to you know, continue to, to, to play well, rebound the basketball, which has been a good formula for, for their success in the conference. Andy, from a, a coaching point of view, I want to turn on, on your experience as a high school girls basketball coach at Pius before we kind of talk about the upcoming districts. With this team in the national news a lot, first with the Iowa win, now this week with the lawsuit, is there anything you tell the team to, to help shut out the outside noise, or is that something, as you kind of said, that comes down to internal team leadership? Yeah, I, I think you have to be careful with, with words. You know, I, I think you have to address it, you know, but I, I think you, you have to trust that your your players have a maturity about them. Um, you know, certainly the – the freshmen, you know, that haven't been through some of this, you've got to make sure that you, you know, you do have open lines of communication. Um, but you know, in the end, I, I think coaches have to lead, and, and your upperclassmen have to lead, and you know, I think the women have that, and I think for the most part, the men are having a really good season. And, and Fred alluded to it that, that he loves their approach and their leadership. That you know, these are guys that have been through. You know, multiple conference seasons. The girls have been through multiple conference seasons, and you know, the teams that are. You know, our mature tend to play their best basketball down the stretch, and you know, you, you, you hope that uh, this isn't a distraction for the women. And, and same with the men, right? They got to get it right on the road, and you, and you hope their approach allows them to do that tomorrow. Well, Andy, let's talk about uh, Norfolk tonight in, in district action. Uh, how do you feel the Pious girls are are heading into March as as we get close to tourney time? Yeah, no, it's here, right? So the the, the Pius girls, we've won ten out of our last eleven. Um, you know, played ourselves into uh, hosting the A6 district. So have Norfolk tonight, which is you know playing their best basketball as well. But you know, at at home is is such a vital part to advancing to the state tournament. So we felt good about, about how we're playing and and having a chance to host tonight. And if we win, you know, having a chance to host again on Friday. But Class A girls is. Is, is pretty uh, pretty open. There's not really, uh, you know, you kind of had Pius with Alexis, and then you had Fremont with McCabe, and then you had Miller South. You know, last year you, you kind of had heavy, heavy favorites. And I think this year's a little bit more open, or, you know, I think six, seven teams would have a chance to win it. So it should make it, you know, pretty fun march, and uh, we're just happy to, to get it started tonight. Well, excited for you guys, Eddie, and always thanks for the time today, and, and best of luck tonight, all right? All right. Thanks, guys. There he is, Eddie Markowski, the pride of Ord, with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. A lot covered there, Husker women, Husker men's, and high school hoops, and uh, plenty of coverage here locally on KFOR with all the girls' district action. Get you into some of the boys' district over the weekend, and then uh, state tournament coverage is uh, on deck. So uh, Moonbot7 uh, is after me about um, Lord of the Rings. 
says it's not goofy. I mean, most of America disagrees with you. Uh, you know, I should just probably Come watch it. Come over to Casa de Elijah for the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition Marathon coming soon. Is it anything like Game of Thrones? Yeah. I mean, from the fantasy point of view, yes. From like a storyline, no. Okay. Like if you're looking for sex and murder. No, I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't asking how many gratuitous <laughs> nude shots there are. I was asking story. <laughs> Storyline. Rob Sadisk is on the way. Tail varsity.